This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Today on the podcast, I'm talking to Demi Pendakis. Demi created Find Your Glow in 2020 through the COVID pandemic. So Find Your Glow, or FYG as it's known, is an affordable, luxury, sustainable home fragrance brand producing scented candles, diffusers, washers and lotions. In the two years they've been trading, they've won the prestigious 2022 Home Fragrance Gift of the Year Award for their memories collection. So um, as you will know, <laughs> 2020 isn't actually that long. Two years isn't that long to do be in business really and what Demi has achieved with his brand is yeah is fantastic um I met Demi at the Top Draw London trade show back in September and um, immediately wanted to come on the podcast we got chatting within minutes I realized he had a story to tell um as you will hear for yourself in just a moment or two um Demi is yeah he's he's really passionate about his business and and life I think um and had so much wisdom to impart um as he'll share with you he went through a complete check, career change during the pandemic um left his corporate career which he's been in for many many years um at, to create his own brand of fragrances which in a completely different industry um and we talk a lot about what that was like how you can draw on the strengths you have and the experiences and the skills and you know how they're transferable um yeah we cover a lot of ground here actually um it's a really great conversation and i'm not gonna say anything else i'm now gonna introduce you to demi so hi thank you so much for being here my pleasure thank you for having me so can we start with you please give an introduction to yourself your business and what you sell so my name is demi pendakis my business is find your glow most people refer to it as fig now and we are a home fragrance business supplying scented candles diffusers well-being pods etc and we won Amazingly and totally humbled, Home Fragrance Gift of the Year for 2022. I saw that and I wasn't going to start here, but let's go into that. <laughs> Is that how does these awards work, Zemi? Is that something you enter or do customers? It's something I enter, yeah. So so I, so I, you enter it through the through the gift for association. I, I I thought I'd put my memories range forwards because that's really where it all started. It was uh takes you to a place and time and, and a lot of what we do with our fragrance is all about mental well-being. And um uh, I just remember the emails coming through. Yep, yeah, you've been shortlisted. Yep, yeah, you're going through to the semis. Yeah, and uh, the final was was fantastic because it was voted on by industry experts, uh, both retail publishers, agents, you name it. So a real spectrum of it. And I had no idea. Um, I turned up to the to the event ceremony for a nice meal and some some champagne, and lo and behold, they called up my name. So it was um, yeah, a bit crazy. 
that was back That's in amazing well was... done and have you found I'm just really curious now is have you found that having that award to your name has that done, has that changed anything in your business yeah for two two reasons really uh, I think the naturally more eyes on the product more eyes on the brand who who is this find your glow that's only been running for two years um but also on the flip side, an affirmation to myself that actually I am not mad or rather I'm a, I'm a productive mad. And what I am doing is, is hopefully is working. Um, and, and it's honestly, it's been really, really lovely. And even if I didn't win, I mean, some of the brands that were up before that, my, my, my competitors, my peers, they were amazing. But just to get up there and yeah, just to pick it all up and almost, cause there's a lot of, you, you would know, and all your other people listening would know there's a lot of graft in trying to set up a business. So just to get recognized like that uh, by some industry experts is just incredible. It just really gives you almost that, that kick up the bum to carry on and keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, it's a nice bit of, sort of validation, if that's the right word, isn't it? Yeah, As I know when we met and we spoke a bit about how your background before doing this was completely, well, not completely different, but you, as you say, you've been doing this for two years. So it must be, you know, I'm sure there have been times over those two years where you've gone, is this the right thing? <laughs> um, the, the, the hardest thing I found was, uh, and I've, I've come from a, a corporate background, always been employed. Um, you know, uh, some of the, I worked for some of the largest companies in the UK and the world and, and supplying some of the biggest customers, but always in fashion. And to, to, to leave that and to, and I have, I have three kids, you know, married three kids, to, to leave that, at, 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 I, I want to say at my age and think, well, I'm going to do something totally different. Very, very scary. You know, and I had a lot of people saying to me, are you mad? You can't do this. You can't. And I was like, but I, I, I'm also quite stubborn. So whenever somebody says to me, you can't do this, immediately the, the terminology changes to, okay, how can I do this? How can I prove these guys wrong? And, but it's been, it's been, a, it's been a, an incredible journey. I wish I could have taken everything that I'd learned in my previous corporate life into this, but naturally it's a different product area. But from a sales perspective, things, you know, it, there are things that I'm more comfortable with and there are th- certain things that are totally new. Yeah, because I guess there are things that you're doing now that perhaps someone else was handling back in your corporate career. Well, that and also, unfortunately, I can't call on any of my fashion connections that I've had in the last 20 years because it's a totally different industry. So I'm having to meet so, so many other people, uh, other production routes that are that otherwise, uh, you know, couldn't approach before. Um, and yeah, so it's just, try, just trying to manage it all. And then you've got the finance and all that sort of stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's all in one. Yeah, it's a lot. So let's start right at the beginning. Um, if you're okay, maybe we'll, I mean, you've touched on the fact that you worked in the fashion industry for years. Should we start there and then talk about what led up to you starting Find Your Glow, what your inspiration was? Um, yeah, and how, however much you're happy to share with us around that. No, sure, sure. So um, I, I, I'm I, first generation born in the UK. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a British Greek as it were. My dad came on a boat and um what, what, I, what I really, really loved about him, and I, and I look at him as kind of my hero, my idol, is that he taught me everything business, business related, but from a young age, like from the age of 14, 15, I was, I was never really allowed a holiday. It was always a case of, right, Demi, how many weeks have you got for summer, for example? And I'd say six. Right, take a week, 10 days now, sit in accounts, sit in production, sit in sales. And he always groomed me, and his, his, his background was fashion. So he had, back in the day when you could supply clothing in the UK, manufacture clothing, that's what it was. So I always remember seeing the money almost like as, as in fabrics and commodities, like fabric rolls, et cetera. So I got really excited by that. Um, when I left university, I uh, started marketing. I set up my own business at the age of 21. Um, 
really with his with it with his pushing me and 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 I thought you know well, let me give it a go, and I ran a business for three years, um, which was amazing. And and him in the background is mentoring me, etc. And um, he passed away when I was 23, 24. And that took a real, it, it hit me a lot. I, I went through a very, very dark phase. And there was a lot of things that happened personally to me. So I, I, I took a few months out thinking, what am I going to do? Um, but I always thought, you know, f- there, there's your dad that's built whatever he's built in the UK off the back of nothing, really, like coming off a boat. And he's given you the benefit of education, a drive and a real sense of work ethic, Demi, you can get on with it and, 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 you know, and do something. And fashion was all I knew. So I, I restarted my life at the age of 24 acting as a sales exec and then slowly, slowly, and to cut a long story short, started working for some of the largest clothing manufacturers in the UK. So if anyone's ever bought a pair of Jamie or Joni jeans, for example, from Topshop, I've helped produce and manufacture them and all your Christmas novelties and all the supermarkets that, that was me to, to a point. So, um, yeah. And, and I, I worked with with a number of amazing companies and, uh, you know, I had a, had a really, really enjoyed it up until the last four or five years where I, the industry took a real big turn. Um, I, it got to the point also for me where, you know, with my with my daughters and thinking about how I can inspire them or how I can teach them going forward. It's like, and 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 I just thought some of the customers, some well, some of the customers, some of the suppliers, some of the people in the industry were just taking too many shortcuts, and that didn't just didn't work well with me. Um, so it was two thousand and nineteen. Uh, I had a meeting with a large retailer, and um, there were certain things said in that boardroom. I thought, you know what, this isn't this isn't the sort of industry I want to be in anymore um I, and but difficult because obviously you've got a whole lifestyle etc and and i remember going back to, to to my to my to my wife and um, she's like the pragmatic accountant and she's uh you can't leave i was like you know what mentally i'm proper struggling here i, I you know i can't i can't be doing the certain things that you know these people want me to do and um i caught covid uh beginning of 2020 before anyone knew what covid what, what it was i you know, I lost my sense of smell and I just thought Greek guy, big nose. I thought, okay, I've got sinusitis. That's genuine. I thought I had, but they gave me antibiotics that re- that took my immune system all the way down that hit me. Um, and then I, I went to hospital for a little bit, came out, uh, thank God. And when I finally got my senses back, my wife brought me a bowl of figs and that smell just um, took me back to my late grandma's garden in Greece. And I just felt for the first time in a long time, just really elevated just that nostalgia of the innocence of youth, just playing with my brother. Cause she had like a little bungalow in, in Thessaloniki in Greece. And we used to play football amongst the fig trees and all that sort of stuff. And it just really just took me back to a place in time. And I thought, wow, is there any way I can recreate this potentially? I didn't know anything about candle making then. I thought, how, what can I do? How can I, you know, I, and I just love the, the, the evocative nature of fragrance. So I started researching. I, I, I read uh, a number of books. I went on to God, YouTube, you name it. I went everywhere. And then slowly, slowly, a little idea popped in my head. And um, I finally decided to, to, to leave an industry that, I, that I'd loved. And I still do, to an extent that I've loved, um, to try something totally different. Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. It's- no, and it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was, but at the same time, I just you know you had lockdown for six months, and I thought, come on, I'm never one to sit my hands anyway. So I, I just thought, okay, come on, Demi, you know, let's 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 learn something new. And the hardest thing, I suppose, Vicky, the hardest thing was 
was my skill set transferable? You know, that, at, at times you sit there and think, oh, can I, can I move everything I've learned to here? There are new connections you've got to make. You know, are, are people going to take me seriously? Where am I going to buy my stuff from? So there was a whole, I went, I went the old um, flip chart route, just wrote everything down and just make sure I managed to tick everything. It's because I, I love being a little bit old school. I, it's the only way I can just see it visually. And, and slowly, slowly, I just started creating something and it, it, got, it got really, really exciting. And the, the most important thing that, that, that I wanted to create was I, I, I've always lived on three pillars and one is quality, beauty, um, and the other one's sustainability. So as long as I have all those three ticked, whatever decision I made going forward, I had to make sure that I have every one of those. And it's, uh, it's been a bit of a crazy journey the last two years. Yeah, it sounds like it. So during lockdown, were you furloughed or were, were you still working then? Or I was that person. I was that person that unfortunately got nothing because I'd resigned and left and obviously I had COVID and I was not furloughed. I was not self-employed. There were no handouts. Um, but, you know, I'm not looking for a sub story or anything, you know, but I, I just sat and I thought, come on, Demi, you're going to have to make something work in order to get some money in. And, and, and that was it. So, yeah, I, did, I didn't have anything. Yeah, I hope you didn't mind me asking. I was just trying to get a sense of the timing, whether this was something you were sort of working on. So it sounds like actually you took the leap to leave your employment before you even had the new business up and running. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I, 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 I didn't realise just... I was new to the industry. I didn't realise all the testing, et cetera, that, that was involved. Um, but as a result of realizing it, I was working days from seven in the morning till two in the morning. I, I just had to, I realized it was something I wanted to get out there. Um, there was a lot of research I obviously had to do. Um, you know, you're entering a home fragrance market. It's saturated as hell. Every, everyone's, everyone thinks they're a candle brand. Everyone wants to make a candle. Why not? You know, they're so beautiful and ambient and just so warm and, you know, and, and, but I wanted to really create something special I, I i knew from the outset that i wanted to create something that was an affordable luxury i, I had no interest in high street because they could make all their things abroad i wanted to be hand poured british but at the same time i wanted something that can give um my customers a, a viable option than the beautiful you know your diptychs your German loans are a little bit more expensive something kind of like an affordable luxury sort of level and um to do that and to be able to compete everything had to be perfect from your burns your timings everything had to be perfect so that was a lot of work yeah, I can imagine. And actually, let's talk a little bit about that process of sort of designing your candles, getting them manufactured, because as you said, that's a, that's a massive feat. Um, and we can go into as much of as little detail as you want. But <laughs> I am interested um, in how you went from, OK, I've got this idea to, OK, now I've got something, but an actual product to sell. OK, so um, the branding that I love, I, I love simplicity. Um, I love Chanel's branding, just really, really easy. And what I wanted to create was something in my head. I thought I'm not going to be, I, I don't see myself going to farmer's markets and all that sort of stuff, just purely because I, I cannot do that. And I, and I always wanted to create a lifestyle. Brand. I, you know, we look at our high streets today. This is kind of what inspired me. You look at our high streets today and they're all the same. They're all, with respect to it, they're all rather boring. You know, you have the same shops, the same cafes, the same everything. So I looked and I thought in my head, I thought the vision 10, 15 years down the line, not today, is like, Demi, you want to create a brand that's long lasting, that could potentially go in there and make a difference. I like being a bit of a disruptor. So that can make a difference. Um, how are you going to do that? It's not just going to be fragrance. So we've obviously started with home fragrance, but the idea is we'll move into other areas. Um, and, and in order to do that, you need something that can transcend that. So not, not go too cottagey, 
because that won't really sit well with maybe what you want to do down the line. So I I, I got approached by by a branding agency who who had seen a couple of things. I've got my testers. Um, we had at the same time the um, the NHS rainbows and all that sort of stuff going on. Um, so my first mom, my first memories uh, candle collection was a lovely, again just nice and simple that can fit in and almost scandy looking that can fit in any home matte white glass with a gold inlay with fig but the boxes themselves are off the back of the nhs rainbow so they're all multicolored, disbursement of color uh which really can give you a and i also thought if i'm going to be in a shop how's somebody going to see me so here we go let's go with a bit of color that's also a nice pick me up so that's where we started um but i really wanted to capture moments of my past because i was i was on this i was also on this personal journey so i i i started looking at for example i love the amalfi the Amalfi is beautiful lemon and freesia. So I, 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 I developed a, a fragrance for that. Um, we have ones that take you to a place like St. Lucia, Bali, um, the Maldives. And it's just been, it's, it was really, really lovely. But also it, it was fun. You know, at the end of the day, it was, it was fun creating these. So but in order to start off, I also needed to understand exactly what people would have expected to pay. So I, I did a 300-person uh, survey just to understand what, what sort of fragrances are people preferring. Have I gone mad? Have I gone totally left field? You know, are, are people genuinely looking for something? And, and most of it was yes. Um, so I identified a couple of different price points. And so my memory section was, um, I mean, we retail those at £35. They really take you down memory lane. They're beautiful. Um, they last for a good 45 hours. But then I also thought, let me just do some, what I call back to basics, which are kind of like my um, fragrance favourites. So like something that smells beautiful, like a nice black fig, really, really lovely. Uh, my lemongrass has done really well, or even now, uh, frankincense and myrrh leading up to Christmas. So just real like fragrance favourites. Um, and they're £25 um, for, for a candle, again, that lasts for like 40, 45 hours. And, it's, and they've worked really, really well. Thank you. And I mean, I have seen your candles in real life. I've, smelled, I've even smelled your candles and they are beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I can see, I can still see in my mind your display. You were, I obviously met you at Top Draw and from down the aisle you could just see you were so visible because you had this beautiful wall of colour behind you and I can see you've got that on your backdrop now it's just <laughs> it's just absolutely stunning and I think you're right that that in a in a store it would turn heads people will will spot you um and so actually let's talk a little bit about that if that's okay because I know that when we chatted you mentioned that you do mostly sell b2b um I can see that your candles look just stunning on an inner shop so how have you gone about getting stocks getting stocked um honestly uh, some cold calling um i i did my first show uh, this time last year actually this time 2021 and um the show paid for itself which was good uh but we we got in one key stockist in london and I think at the end of the day, when, when you do shows, there's always that reservation. It's, oh, God, it's going to cost three, four thousand pounds. OK, even in the first show, if you don't cover it, people start remembering you. Um, and one, one, one message I'd give to anybody is, you know, th- 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 obviously think authentic and think about how you're going to make it, how you make yourself a little bit different, um, because there are thousands of candle brands out there. Um, and about this, this, I, I mean, across anything, whatever you do, how are you going to be different? And, I, and I, I picked up a few stockists, but then slowly, slowly. They started ticking along. Um, there was a little, I didn't really do much marketing. And in all fairness, the irony is of doing a marketing degree 20 years later, everything I learned was obsolete. So, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to do, you're trying to do so many different things. Um, but but for myself to, to customer, I've never done that before, but I've always worked with businesses. So I'm never really shy to pick up the phone and say, listen, are you looking for another home fragrance brand with a little bit of a difference? Here's a look, but there are certain things that you should do. 
um, and um, and things started kicking on. It was in the spring actually that we really took that leap, um, and and yeah, spring fair in, in, at the NEC for me was was just fabulous. I I couldn't believe the turnover we we took on there, but more so just the the, the level of stockists. I mean, there for myself there were garden centres, there were stockists with uh, thirteen shops, nine shops, and all of a sudden the name started getting out there. Um, and I think a, a lot of what we also try to do, which I, which I haven't I haven't talked about just yet, but what we also try to do is we try to, it's not try, as I said, everything is quality, beauty, but sustainable. So all our waxes are natural. Uh, they're a vegan wax, uh, rapeseed and coconut. So there's a beautiful burn. But I plant a tree for every candle I sell. Um, and literally up until about, I still need to count now, but up until about uh, three weeks ago, we planted 10,000, over 10,000. And I also give 5% of all my profits to help prevent teen suicides and self-harm. So we're a little community eco-brand. I think that struck a note with quite a few different people, quite a few different stockers, just wanting something a little bit different that that does that. Um, but yeah, no, for, 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 from my perspective, once you start moving um, and and your stuff sells, it's it's one thing getting into a stockist and, you know, selling is one thing you're not selling. There's a lot of more trust in it. But I think a lot of a lot of our stockists have loved the authenticity behind the brand. There is nothing contrived about it. You know, we we like like it or loathe it, it. It's me. Do you know what I mean? So I've just I've just shoved me in the brand, and and I think I think that's kind of what what works really really well. Um, but yeah, but I've never been shy to pick up the phone and have a conversation. I think to to get down the stockish route, um, there is an element of that. That was really useful. Thank you. And I'm also wondering. Um, what your take on is you spoke about the fact that your products look amazing do you think that's helped you get into stockists the fact that if someone looks at your products that I mean they, they have got great branding great packaging um you could see them on a shelf do, do you see what i mean because I I, you have to yeah I, 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 i'm I, thinking do you think that's important yeah. I, I i remember i remember any shop i go into i we're all magpies in some sort of respect so wherever you go you're like wow look at that and i, I wanted to try and create um that sort of buzz and 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 I, and I think i have um um and, and I, th- I think you know my product excites and what's really lovely and uh, you know is then the appreciation of the work that goes behind the candle really then comes to play because the the, the way that we've done it the way that you know the, the way that it burns the way that the fragrance the, you get bang for buck with fragrance so the 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 visual is is fantastic but ultimately then we've got to produce right and i think that that for me is has been has been very very good but the memories range uh, um, which is kind of our, our signature range is all is, is literally all just about you know place and time and for me it, whilst the 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 well-being aspect of the fragrance is something the pick me up of the color is also something that's really striking yeah absolutely and so obviously we met at top drawer and that's what actually led me to ask you the question about how about your products how they were displayed because something that i noticed just wandering around is that, that a lot of people yourself included have done a really great job of displaying the products in a way that you could imagine yes that's on a shelf somewhere um i mean you touched on this a little bit but how have trade shows sort of fit in for to your business um have they been a big part of you finding stockists or they, 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 for me they've been a key part um that that and not just finding stockists there's there's three there's three aspects to a trade show <coughs> excuse me in my opinion one yes of course finding stockists is key you know you, you you pay the money for a trade show in order to get some of the business back which is which is great um and and i've i've taken on a number and but the the real important thing and i was told this um right at the beginning and they were 100 right is that don't do too many to begin with. 
um, because you obviously need to show a certain level of loyalty to a trade show because then those customers see you all the time. There'll, there'll be certain customers that will buy a few straight off the bat, but there are other ones that want to see, okay, I remember him on the last one. Is he still here this time? Is he still going to be here tomorrow? We're a young brand. You know, they want to make sure that you can deliver. So there are, there are um, especially just over the last year, there are stockists that I realized that saw me a year ago, saw me in spring, and then decided to buy off me now, just purely because they can see now that we're, that we're moving. And they remember it all. You know, they, 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 oh, you're the guy with those colors. They remember all that. So definitely we've had success with customers. What I also do with trade shows is I use them as inspiration. You know, you have got what I lo- genuinely love about the gifting industry, which, which I struggle with at times with fashion. What I love about the gifting industry is you, it's full of entrepreneurs. Whether you're a retailer, whether you're a stockist, whether you are a, a budding designer, or whether you're somebody with a brand, everyone has got an entrepreneurial brain. And you should be inspired by everyone. And I sometimes am, you know, there are certain displays that I might do. And I thought, I wish I could do this. But there's a peer down, 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 the, down the aisle, for example, that's gone so much more into that. You, you, you really bounce off each other. And there's an, almost an unspoken sense of camaraderie. Yes, you're all competing, but there's, a, there's an unspoken sense of camaraderie and, and you can really get inspiration. But also after that, there's, there are agents that are moving around. They're looking for the next, for the next brand. And I've taken three of my agents off the back of um, uh, these trade shows. So it works in multiple facets, but ultimately, yes. Uh, you you want to make some money yeah that makes sense what you're saying about inspiration and I think if perhaps if you're I don't know if even if you're not looking quite at the point in your business where you're ready to exhibit going to a trade show and just walking around I'm obviously I'm not saying copy what someone else is doing but just to get an idea of okay what's going on what I who else I, is I, give a lot I think of it's a great idea I, I give a lot of time um maybe I shouldn't but I don't care I, I give a lot of time to a lot of, they come and say openly uh, oh, you know what, Demi, we love what you do. We think about doing a candle brand. And I know they won't copy me because their brand will die tomorrow. That's, yeah. that's not the point. But to, even for some advice, you know, I, I was a, well, you were a top job. I was a top job. I counted at one point in the morning with a cup of tea, there were 34 candle brands in there. You know, we all need business. Everyone's doing something different. And there, there is there is a way that you can do something different so long as you're true to your brand. And I think that that for me was um really striking about about top draw um but yeah i i I think i must have had about six or seven budding candle brands coming and i think that's better than just copying something just trying to do a trying to do a stall in one of these because you'll fail because people always remember the first people that do it um whereas going and understanding and and asking the questions that your podcast is is doing you know we're approachable we we were them a year and a half two years ago you know it's so I, I wish I wish I knew about it. I mean, I I, I did all the reading. I, I had no idea. And then I, then I joined the Gifford Association. And all of a sudden, it's like I, I was like having all these experts that I can just speak to, that I can look at the phone or email. Um, that, that really helped. And that's brilliant. Thank you. And if you don't mind, while we're on the topic of trade set shows, because I know this is something that a lot of my audience is starting to get interested in. Do you have any other advice for, you know, things to do or maybe not do? If, if you're thinking of exhibiting, um, I sub, I sub, well, regarding exhibiting, plan your stand. Um, I think just try whatever, however you do it, try and make it look like a shop within a shop. That that that's how I always try to do it. You know, if, let let the stockists imagine what your store, what your stuff's going to look like in a store, um, rather than just putting some tables out, some candles, or whatever you're doing, jewelry or whatever. Just just let them feel like oh this is a corner of our store that we really really need uh, that that's one um 
and you can do that by cost, cost effectively or spend whatever money that, that that's fine but i i i agree with what you say walk a walk a walk a couple of trade shows you will know which one suits you and um, one of the reasons i did top draw was because it's very designer led and my product is very much like that but i but i was conscious that i mean i was doing autumn fair and springfield which had been amazing for me but i didn't want to rush into things um but it, it was it, that was very very good for me but you might find that some trade shows might not be right for you um, so do some research definitely before you spend your money because they're not cheap and you, you you're, you're going to want to stand at least say two by two or something like that you know if people are charging 500 pound a square meter that that's a lot of money that you need to make back so you've got to be very careful yeah that's true and I was also thinking kind of that's what you were saying earlier about you think you know you pick up the phone and you, you call stockists I guess you probably also want to be sort of comfortable with doing that and having those kinds of conversations as well before you sort of get into a situation where you're going to be having lots of, hopefully, lots of conversations with potential buyers. Everyone's a salesperson. That, that's the thing. And that, that if you're not comfortable being a salesperson, then I, I would strongly suggest um, re-looking about what it is that you want to do because whether you are a stockist, well, so whether you're you're sitting on your stand and you've got to remember, I mean, you should probably saw it, Loads of people are passing. You've you've got to almost put a hanger in your mouth and smile the whole time, um, and 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 be able to relay everything across. And that that it takes a lot. Um, and I suppose my my you know I'm still learning every day. My thing is how do I get somebody to do that for me with the same sort of passion because I love my product. You know how how do you do that? So that that's something I need to look at. But whether you do that at a trade show or whether you do that over the phone, you need to be able to do that. And and a lot of people will. Um, really jump on the back of your passion and, and, and coupled with that authenticity. Yeah, that may, that makes sense. And I know that I I, wouldn't, I don't want to say strangely, but I think it may be, a lot of what I'm trying to say is a lot of people I think are a bit scared of selling. They might have a great product um, that they really believe in, but when it comes to selling it, they're a bit hesitant. I see this a lot. I mean, yeah. I see this in, I see this in myself. I'm not always brilliant at selling. Selling I, I, think, I, think, I think the way around that is envisage where you want to be and what you, what you want your product to do and how you're going to get it there. How are you going to do that? You're, you're not going to get there by just singling your hands and not speaking with anybody. You want to scream and shout about it. You're proud of your product, right? That 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 that's the main thing. So, and, and don't get me wrong, it's hard. It's half the, t- the first trade show, it was the first one I ever did on 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 candles, etc. I thought, oh my God, you know, am I, am I saying the right stuff? Am I am I working on the right markup? You know, my are people wanting me to speak? But all of a sudden. You've got to be personal. Any salesperson will be personable. All of a sudden, you just realise that it's it's just a lovely conversation. People are interested in your stuff. So once you, once people are interested, I don't I don't want to say get the sell because it's but just really just relay inform. Um, and if they're exactly what you want, then yeah, have have the further conversations. But it's been they've been good fun. I look forward to the trade. I don't look forward to the build up and the breakdown. I'm going to say, I, oh my god, that's awful. Um, but but I love the trade shows generally. You meet so many different people, and so I get inspired by so many stockists. I mean, there's there's a stockist that I've I worked with, and they were the, they were the big one that I took at Autumn Winter last year, Autumn Fair last year. They had seven stores then. They've now got fourteen, going up to twenty two. I mean, good on them. That's an inspiration in itself. That just shows you that if you want to get something done, you can. Um, so it's been brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And something, I mean, you probably won't say this about yourself, but one thing I will say that I think you've done, you do really well, and I thought this when I met you, is you, you've you got a lot of, you know, when you talk about your products, we, when I met you, you talked about the well-being aspect, you talked about the memories they invoked, you had a lot of things to talk about. It wasn't a hard sort of sell. It was, you had a lot 
to share about your products, about what they meant to you, about where they came from. And um, I think that we're all people, right? We all, we're all people. We all like to buy from people. And that's the kind of thing that makes you memorable and also makes it more of a, a conversation and less a, a sales pitch because there's, you know, there's something you're telling your genuine experience and story and me as the person listening genuinely I mean that's why you're here because I was genuinely yeah, yeah. this is really this is really interesting because if there's a story behind this and there's a passion and and I, I think we're you know people love stories I yeah I I, I I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic I, I do love to, I do love to take people on a journey so one of the things I launched um in spring um and now it's really coming to the fore is I launched the season's candle uh, or of my seasons range and they've gone down an absolute treat so I, I thought I thought how do I do things a little bit different and I I wanted to really do a nice I, I didn't do big candles before and I wanted to do a nice really really big candle a kilo candle but I thought if I'm going to do a kilo candle for somebody I need it to adapt somehow throughout the season otherwise what's the point they're going to smell something for example in in March that they're going to want to smell again in August how do I change it so I thought I'd do a candle that changes fragrances you burn. And the reason I did that is in fashion, we were working spring, summer, autumn, winter. So I thought, let me take the two seasons, marry them up. And the idea was, I, I can't remember if I showed this to you on my, on my, on my uh, table. But you did. I was very I, taken by this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the carry on though. Okay. I've seen it. No one else has. Carry on. Okay. So um, then beautiful luxury metal containers. And the idea is that one candle goes, burns from a spring fragrance uh, and then goes into a summer fragrance and it lasts 120 hours in total. And the other one goes from autumn to winter. But then at the same time, um, I've created a seeded dust card. So when you finish, you rip up the dust card, you plant it in the pot and it grows meadow flowers from the same pot. So it's part of the whole, as I said, we're an eco-sustainable brand. It's probably using it all again, but it's, it's and that's pure essential oil. So something totally, totally different. And it, and, and it, yeah, it's, it's taken me aback. It took me about nine, 10 months to develop because obviously, you want to make sure that the fragrances work, the wicks work and all that sort of, you know, um, but then also the design aspects, you know, we have a lovely ombre effect on the boxes and, and yeah, they're striking and, and they're really, really good fun. So try to do something a little bit different. So I'm glad you remembered it. <laughs> I, was, I think that was an amazing gift. I, I thought that was the one where I thought, yeah, that's a, that's just a brilliant gift, isn't it? Yeah. You know, I, I can see that, you know, hopefully Christmas you'd, do really well with those because I think that's I've the, already had some pre-orders yes yes yeah. so, <laughs> um so we're, we're we're tied up with um well, one of the best things actually that's happened off the back of one of the shows is I got introduced to a to a marquee hotel group um marquee hotel um I don't know if I can mention the name or anything but it's it's we've done so 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 well with them so they've taken our memories range um and they want to feature us on kind of their 12 days of Christmas now so the these candles I'll talk about are part of that 12 days of Christmas amazing and while we're on the subject of christmas is there anything else that you do so obviously we're speaking in end of september christmas isn't that far away what what are your what are you doing and what would you advise people do to start gearing up for your christmas sales i mean obviously we are getting a bit late now for christmas i'm well aware um what from from a from a buying perspective or or, or selling yeah from a selling from, from a selling I, I, my, my biggest advice would be and i was actually talking to my um to my production team about this today is one thing i have noticed is that people are buying a lot earlier um and i think a lot of that is due to the reservation of what's going on with the dollar and what's going on with freights and what's basically going on with stock positions so if any of your uh, your listeners are looking at getting in somewhere for christmas getting the stuff then, then i think have a conversation now um because leaving them any later will be, will be a real problem and also 
um, if any of your listeners are looking at potentially doing, for example, corporate gifting, et cetera, have conversations with the corporate guys early because please God, they'll sell out, but they want to be able to get their, their proper bang for buck on, on, on some of those big orders now. Um, it's, it's a real, real difficult time. We were very, very worried about what was going to happen with the energy prices in October, et cetera. Hopefully the government's kind of alleviated some of that, but we've noticed a lot of our stockers are buying big early. Um, so yeah, just that just something to keep in mind for this year. I think that's great advice. Thank you. And actually, I have also noticed this year a lot of retailers um, and small independent businesses as well who have maybe Christmas special, you know, special Christmas items or Christmas ranges have have released them a lot earlier than normal. And I guess that's down to what you're saying that we, um, you know, people are, are buying early. So, yeah, I think we're maybe not going to see the massive December sales we sometimes see, and maybe sales are going to come sort of a bit earlier. Well, I, I, I didn't, um, I didn't expect to have uh, August sales the way I did. Um, it's, yeah, it shocked me. <laughs> I remember I was on holiday. Um, I was panicking, thinking, well, "What are these orders coming in all of a sudden?" So, yeah, I, I listen. It's we don't know, but I just from what I can tell, and I've spoken to a few people, um, there seems to be a, a big emphasis to buy early make sure you've got your stock position set um and then we've i even have somebody at the moment who who's my candles have sold really well in one stockers um he's, he's just rebuying now for christmas and also wants to do a pre-order for valentine's I mean, i think anyway <laughs> a bit too early but you, you know but good for you but yeah it's lovely um but but honestly i but everyone's everyone's worried about their stocks even from from our perspective you know i mean i, I was you know, when I'm when I'm importing things, etc. You know, the dollar rate's gone from 130 to 105. So, you know, at one point, do you do you take a call, buy a little bit extra? It's it's tough, but you got you got to manage those things. Thank you. So, I'm just um, be mindful of your time, Demi. Um, I have one more question, which is a question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast, which is, what would your number one piece of advice for other product creators or potential product creators be? Oh. Just one. Um, authenticity. I'll let, I'll let you have more than one if you need. Okay. No, authenticity. Just be true to to. I would say be true to what it is you're trying to create. Don't veer from that. Have it all written down. I mean, every decision you make, just make sure that it's authentic. And nobody, everyone can tell a contrived brand straight away. Everyone can tell a copycat straight away. Um, so yeah, authenticity, and do that by by researching. Um, but what I would say is, as a second one is do whatever you can to keep your costs down because it's very, very easy to get out of control. Um, you think about all the research and developments, et cetera, that you're doing. Um, it just, yeah, just make sure you've got, you've got an eye over your costs, um, but authenticity and, and that because ultimately it's all cash flow for a young business. So many, so many businesses closed within the first three years just purely because of cash flow as well. Uh, so from my perspective, you've got, you've got to have an eye on that and whatever you're developing. That's great advice. Thank you. Because I think also it's quite easy to kind of lose track of the cash you're spending when you're sort of, especially when you're in the development stage and you're spending a little bit here and a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You need to just make sure that you, you know you know where you are financially and everything adds up. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've shared. I've really enjoyed talking to you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been great. 
and I'm going to link to your website and your socials in the show notes. People can come over and have a look at your candles. Unfortunately, you won't be able to smell them unless you buy them, but you will be able to see them <laughs> at least. I promise um, they smell nice. <laughs> but you will be able to go and take a look. Um, yeah, so thank you again. Thank you, Vicky. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find links to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.